0: movies through time movies through time <laughs> oh god <laughs> movies through time movies through time
1: hey dude hey so so 1957 and we have watched something a little bit different it's not part of the united states uh made a film made by a director named igmar bergman uh famous film or what put him on the map in terms of cinematic history called the seventh seal and go the seventh seal the seventh seal
0: yeah, so I kind of went into this movie with, like, no expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard the name, but I didn't know that much about it. I think I'd briefly heard, like, the plot summary somewhere that he's playing chess with the devil or something. Or death. and Or, or not, yeah, death, technically, yeah. And um, I kind of, I think i kind of seen maybe some satires of it. Mm-hmm. Like, even without seeing the actual movie, so I kind of knew the premise a little bit. Yeah, it
1: has a pretty large cultural impact i'm not sure where all the um
0: yeah because i've i definitely feel like i've seen maybe even like some kind of like i've seen some satires of it i feel like but i didn't realize it at the time just because like i hadn't actually seen the movie i just heard about it um but yeah i thought this movie was pretty unique um it's kind of Uh, it kind of takes a while to get into it because the the beginning part, I was kind of confused. Like when it's just, he's coming back from the Crusades and he's with his his buddy. or His uh, squire. uh, His squire. Um, And uh, he's just kind of like, there's just a random chess board just on the beach. Mm -hmm. And he's just like walks over to him. He's like, oh, I'll play you in in chess because I know you're a chess player because I've seen you playing chess like i've seen death playing chess and paintings and whatnot and it's just like okay It's like it's kind of outlandish but it's like okay i guess yeah well it's suspension of yeah there's just a chess board just on the beach He's, i guess he just likes to play chess by himself or with his squad yeah
1: and like the point there is like you know you're playing a game with death you know constantly over a long period of time and this is kind of his way of getting out of it um so like the basic plot is that Max von Sydow, the star, is a knight uh, who is just in the Crusades with his squire, and somehow arrive back in their homeland of Sweden. Uh, you know, on a beach, you know, just like passed out or whatever. We don't have any idea how they got back from the Crusades, but the movie is basically just walking through the knight's kind of interpretation with death and religion altogether, and has a very, uh, you know kind of binary view on morality, you know, good or bad. Um, what will get you into heaven? What will get you to hell? What is life after death? He asks those kinds of questions throughout the film. And Squire's already kind of set up on far more of a nihilistic kind of sense of, you know, a lack of meaning. There isn't really anything past death that's maybe just oblivion. Um, and then he's also kind of playing the Joker character a lot through the film.
0: Well, he's also, he. it also seems like he's, like throughout the movie like a lot of the other characters they're just like they don't really i don't know especially like the, the 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 juggler guy and like which i thought was funny because he can't juggle like he says he's a juggler but he can't juggle like he has like two rocks and he's like throwing them separately <laughs> but it's like uh yeah so i thought like some of, a lot of the other characters they just kind of I don't know. They don't necessarily come off as like super stupid, but they're just kind of like they're not really thinking all that much about life or anything. And then he's like kind of the serious guy who's actually like thinking about death.
1: So one interpretation I actually had to look up was just simply that. Yeah. So he is kind of thinking about life far more in some sort of intellectual or idealistic kind of way. And then a lot of the other characters are simply operating in life, uh, you know, in their own way like they're not thinking too headily about things and there's just
0: like they're just like singing like these kind of like uh, light-hearted kind of whimsy songs and they just like they don't really even seem to care that much even though there's like this plague going on and a lot of people are dying
1: yeah and I mean another way you can look at it too is like the night is thinking about like how do you find absolute proof of you know what life is after death or if there is life after death you know what are the meaning of this existence and for a lot of the other characters like you know plebes or village folk, in the face of death, because like they're in the backdrop of the plague happening in medieval Sweden, most of the questions that they have are more like, "Is my wife cheating on me? When am I going to get my next meal? Or I'm thirsty." Like that's kind of their response into all this death and horror. Is it's less thought out. It's more just like, "When am I going to get this next thing?" And uh, I don't really know what that is as much as uh maybe when you compare the knight to like the acrobat and his wife and son that max von saido is choosing to be very pessimistic in how he's thinking about life and then the acrobat even though they're in a similar situation with the backdrop of the plague and people dying all the time that they just choose to be optimistic anyways so regardless of the meaning that you can find in life or death like there's just a attitude that you can have and Saito chose the pessimistic one and the acrobats chose the optimistic one
0: yeah well and it helps too because he's like uh well except except for at the end of the movie but throughout the movie he's having like all these visions and oh the and end a, of the a, film he
1: had a vision too he saw all his i know I know, I know i'm
0: saying no but i'm saying like i was gonna expand on that i'm saying like he's having all these visions and for the most part it seems like except for at the very end of the film they're all pretty positive visions it's like oh i saw i had a vision of mary and she was like walking the child and like oh it's so beautiful i was crying and like then i like rubbed my eyes and she was gu-. so like he's kind of having like all these like happy visions and stuff throughout the film too mm-hmm. Well, and, i mean at the end he's
1: kind of happy i mean like it sucks that all his friends are dead but that they're kind of, like, walking in a line, and they're kind of dancing as they're walking.
0: <laughs> dancing with
1: Yeah, death. like, I found, yeah, because, like, apparently Literally. the dance they were doing was the macabre or something like that. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but it just looked like they were walking in a line, like, being tugged together. Um, but with death. Yeah, and then uh, the acrobat's wife, she's constantly kind of, every time her husband has a vision, she's like, Oh, what weird are you making up now?
0: Oh yeah, she doesn't buy into his visions. Well, because in the movie, he well, no, because in the movie, he admits like some of the visions aren't visions; he just made them up. Or that he he really doesn't. Yeah, but he was like, "But I do that so that then when I tell you the visions that are true, you'll really believe me." And it's like that makes no sense. Like that—that's the exact opposite of what you should do. Well, her attitude
1: is basically your attitude, which is like, "Oh, shut the up."
0: Yeah, cause he like, and there's like a line where he's like, she was like, yeah, like, is this another one of your visions? And then he's like, like the one where, you know, our wagon was painted red by the devil's tail or something.
1: Yeah, and I imagine why she likes him too, is that, you know, he's a goofy optimist in a time where people are literally flagellating themselves, or like flanging themselves, I forgot what the term is. Well, so, the, well, there's also yeah. and burning well, witches also that, or supposed witches. Yeah. I have air quotes right now, but burning supposed witches, like all this horrible shit that's happening in medieval Sweden. It's like he's still kind of like happy has hope, and I think that's why she likes him, even though he's kind of goofy and stupid.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing is like he's she kind of almost is like a mother figure to him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like the standard like husband wife situation. Well, like, well, the, the, sex, like the archetype the where it's yes. like the where it's like. Where it's like the man is, you know, the man of the house and they look after the woman. It's like she's looking after the man. Like she's because like there's that scene where he's he's like humiliated or whatever. And he has to dance like a bear. Yeah. And he kind of gets beat up in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like crying in her lap. And she was like, well, did you fight back? And he was like, no, I got scared. And then I got really angry for a second.
1: And then she's like, and what did they do? And they laughed at him.
0: Yeah, he was, like, he was like, no, I didn't fight back. I got really scared. But then I roared really loud. And then she's like, and, they, and then they laughed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then she's like, oh, they're there. And she's just like, yeah.
1: And another, some of the other funny scenes, I think, was like when the squire was uh, counseling this guy whose wife had been cheating on him. And so he confronts the guy who was f***ing his wife. And the squire is basically feeding him, like, one-liners to, like, really sting the other dude. Like oh, constantly. Yeah, that was good. And there was another point where he's like, as Squire was saying, like, God, why did you curse us with women? Because she was ba- he's basically saying, like, it seems like a lot of times, like the unnecessary violence that happens between men is women goading other men into it, uh, which I think was the implication of that statement and
0: Well, and that well, and that's totally true with the case of his wife too. Because in the movie, she's so excited for him to like kill that guy,
1: or just get them into a fight over her. And it's like,
0: yeah, <laughs> she's like, kill him, kill him. Like I don't like him anymore. <laughs> when she would, <laughs> when before she was totally like trying to seduce him earlier on in the film. So I, I've been trying to figure out why
1: I like this film, let alone a lot of other uh, Bergman's films generally, and this one in particular. I think. You know, the novelty of it being Swedish, because I just don't hear Swedish accents too often, or the language itself, uh, that it's got a medieval backdrop, there is humor kind of laced throughout the movie, but maybe more than anything else, too, is, like, it does just kind of get at those big questions, like, right away, and it spends a shitload of the film on it, uh, philosophically, and that's just interesting to me in particular. And I, I don't know, like the only thing I can say, like where I'm like, this film is awesome. is just that it's novel. It's very novel to me, but I'm not going to be able to give like a really detailed reason as to like, what was an element of this film that I loved? I'm like, I don't know. It's not, nothing really pops out like that outrageously to
0: me about it. Well, one, th- yeah. One thing that I think they did really well is they did the guy that cast as death is he looks like death. <laughs> Cause it, if, if, if they cast like a, if somebody else death and they just looked stupid, like it would ruin the whole movie because every scene with death would just be like laughable. But the guy that casts his death is actually, he has a face like he's dead.
1: Yeah. I and mean, he's just like an albino looking kind of dude. Like,
0: yeah. And he has that kind of like very grim kind of face. He's kind of got like some arches in his cheeks. Like he looks like, yeah. Deaf. And
1: then he has like a black hood that contrasts with like how pale his fucking skin is. So, like, I, all that happens there. Um, I guess towards the end of the film, too, it's like Saito and basically everyone in the group uh, who dies or death ends up killing him and his group of friends um, or comes for them. I guess their end conclusion is basically just like, yeah, we there's just no existence after this or something like that. I think that's the conclusion they end on. But again, like the film doesn't state, oh, yeah, after death, is just oblivion. Like, again, it's combated with, you know, the acrobats interpretation and then fundamentally not knowing if that was just a delusion he was having or maybe, you know, there is something after death. Like it, it remains agnostic at the end
0: on that. Well, question. cause yeah, because I think I think that's kind of what they think in that moment. That's what they're all thinking, but it doesn't actually show what they were thinking when they're dead. Well and, like, well, and like, who or whoever like, could. Or like right. if they're whoever or could. if yeah, like which is what I'm saying. So it's not like definitive, like, oh, there is no nothing after death, but it's like I th- I, the way I saw it is it was like them it was like kind of them like saying their thoughts like as they were dying kind of almost
1: probably and uh, uh, again like it, not saying a film would have the answers to because
0: I did see stuff online that was like oh well this was like the first big like atheist film and it's like no you can interpret it different ways yeah
1: but i will say this though it's very critical of christianity though like and i even when you hear bergman talk about christianity and it came from a time too where there were still like obscenity laws or not obscenity laws but like uh, what are those things that they have in england where it's like blasphemy laws there were still like blasphemy laws i think in sweden at the time so very much like the kind of harsh criticism of christianity in this uh, it was largely enforced by that element, is that there were, in fact, like, blasphemy laws at the time. And kind of is, I mean, I mean, it just is super critical of Christianity. I mean, like, part of it is seeing the horror of people, like, whipping themselves or burning uh, witches at the stake, even though they have no idea that she's, you know, what exactly well, I wouldn't do say, wrong?
0: Yeah, but it's like, it's not like they're making stuff up. Like, those are all things that really happened throughout history. Oh, no, and I'm not saying yeah of
1: course but to say that it's not critical of christianity i think is kind of an underscore but to say that it's like full-on atheist i think is also a ridiculous claim
0: yeah i think it's pretty ridiculous that people say that it's full-on atheist because like there's a lot you can like, make an argument a lot of for it. different you ways. could make an argument for it uh, yeah but you can interpret this movie in so many different ways right right
1: <laughs> but uh i i would say and this is maybe just me projecting because i am agnostic but certainly i'm questions like that and i feel like the movie kind of ended in that same way and movies tend to be agnostic on all sorts of questions that they try to answer anyhow even beyond death um it could just be the plot line of a story like do they live happily ever after we have no fucking idea you know the story because i think it's
0: meant yeah because like the whole point of the movie i think is to like mimic what life is actually like because in real life it's like you don't know until you die so you can in real life know. you do
1: play chess with death for you know a couple of weeks <laughs> until he murders you that totally exactly. happens in real
0: life yeah and then death will never tell you what happens once you die <laughs> and then you get into a fight with a squire and he cuts your face up yeah because like people can claim to, to know what happens after you die but like you'll never know until you're dead You know. or you might not know even when you die wow. even when you die or you just go to oblivion who knows all
1: right um but did you like the film generally overall or
0: yeah i, I actually really like this film i'm gonna check out his other films too
1: well and we might just watch more of those for like future weeks because i there are are, like, are yeah. his
0: other films like dealing with kind of a lot of abstract stuff like this like having chess like chess games with death and stuff like, does he have a lot of some stuff like but
1: i mean a lot of his other films i think are far less Conceptual than that, or end up being more of social commentaries, kind of like during a Cold War era, and with the precept that, you know, we could all be nuked tomorrow. Like, a way I like describing a lot of his films is like it very much gives you the vibe that it's cold and depressing, not unlike Sweden itself. So, that's like a vibe that I get from a lot of his films.
0: Yeah, well, because I like these kinds of films where it's like they do have like that high concept, or it's like, oh wow, he's having I mean, like a game, like he's playing games with like. Death right And now. with a goofy Swedish accent. And oh. with a goofy oh, Swedish accent. and I really like... No, oh, and I really like... Another scene that I really liked too was the scene where the actor was up in the tree. Mm-hmm. And he, he was the guy who faked his death with that... Where he basically stabbed himself with that prop knife. Right, right. And then they all thought... And then he was like, oh, now I'm going up to my tree where I can be safe and like... Like oh I I fooled them and then the death guy comes with a saw and he's like oh they're doing some like, construction or something and then he looks down and death is just sighing well yeah and, and he's like don't don't
1: actors get exceptions and he's like some no. do you don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah and it, yeah that was
0: a great scene there's a lot of
1: nice yeah. dark humor thrown throughout the film so that was good. well you know until next week man uh you know see you later and see ya bye bye.